0: This podcast is a production of Faith Living Church. If you like what you hear, join us for church sometime in our Plantsville, Connecticut location, Saturdays, 6 p.m. or Sundays, 9 and 11 a.m. Or online, anytime, at faithlivingchurch.com.
1: This right here is the zone, okay? And I'm in the zone. And what I want to talk about tonight is living in the zone of hope. And you know, some people. Well, what's the big to do about hope? There's so much a big to do about hope. And when you're in the zone, things happen that won't happen anywhere else. I'm talking about miracles happen when you're in the zone of hope. And you go, well, "What's the big deal about hope?" Well, there's a passage in uh, Hebrews chapter eleven there where it talks about. Faith, and you know all things are possible through faith, right? right? Faith really genuinely moves this world and moves mountains. And faith uh, really brings about miraculous power. But it says, faith is the substance As you get a hold of. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if if, if you don't have no hope, you don't have no faith. And to make it a little bit clearer, and if you look it up in the dictionary and the original language and all, faith is the substance of things hoped, hoped for, and hope is what? A confident expectation. So if you don't have a confident expectation for something, you don't have no faith. But when you have faith, you have a confident expectation. And in another word it goes in there with the expectation, you have a confident assurance. Like, I have absolute 100% assurance, I'm going to heaven. Anybody else have that? Yes. Mm-hmm. You expect, yeah. genuinely, you have the assurance because you did what God said in his word. You know, you call upon his name, you know, you confess in your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, you believe in your heart that God raised him dead, you'll be saved. That's what it says. And you have the absolute absolute positive. It's not like so many people I've talked to, they go, well, you don't know. You're just going to have to wait till you die and find out. It's like, how stupid is that? <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said stupid. Sure. No, that's the right word. Foolish. Okay, that's about <laughs> the same thing. But who wants to wait till you die to find out if you're going to go to heaven or not? Not, not me. me. Not me. Pretty what if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's what you. So I don't have to wait and as like find out, and, well, I didn't make it. You know, uh, what good is that? And, and I'm not teasing as I'm saying this. This is the real deal. But a lot of people look at it that way. You're gonna get in heaven. You, you, God's gonna measure your good versus your bad. If, you, if you're good outweighs your bad, you're gonna make it in. You know, but. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is a confident expectation. It's a confident assurance. And, and if you're not confident in your expectation, well, then there's really no faith. If you're really not, and I don't know if, you, you probably heard me say this thousands of times over the years if you've been around for a while, but the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that is expectation. I genuinely believe that, you know. I believe the next time I go fishing, I'm going to catch the biggest fish i ever caught before, you know. I believe that. Uh, I, and it's not just about these, it's about everything. Our faith produces confident expectation. You know, when we come together, it's like, I expect God to move. I expect God to answer prayers around our altar or on the phone or when we stop in the aisle and we pray one for another. I expect God to show up and do Something that he's wanting to do in us all for a long time. What we need is to expect it. Because some people doubt so much, you know. So, there's nothing so devastating as having lost your hope. It's like losing your breath, you know. There's nothing so devastating to, to become hopeless. And that's what the pandemic has done to so many people. They've become hopeless because they tune in to, what do they call that kind of news? Everybody listens to nowadays?
0: Fake yeah. <laughs> <The paint> news.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's basically listening to a lie, you know. And we know who the father of lies are. And he would try to instill fear. And you know the devil's a terrorist, don't you? Yes, the Bible says God's not giving you the spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind, you know. But, but I don't want to live out here no more. I don't want to live out here where fear controls me and anxiety controls me. I want to be in the zone. I want to live in the, the hope zone where I have a confident expectation that I really expect God to do what he's promised in his word. And I expect him to do what we pray about. I, you know, that's what God wants from you and me. He genuinely does it frees him to to work in our lives. You know, the the, the disciples' hope was gone. And you can read about it in the Bible in a particular place. You know, Jesus, the one that they had hoped so much to be the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer, you know, of Israel, he's now dead. The Redeemer of Israel is now dead. Along with the death of Jesus came the death of hope. People gave up their hope, you know. And we've all lost, all of us have lost hope in some sense, in some areas of our life, you know. At some point, we, we've lost hope uh, expecting things anymore, you know. Like, uh, you know, maybe your favorite sports team is so far behind There's never no hope of them winning. Have you ever seen something like that? And you don't have to mention the name of those teams, you know. You might hurt somebody else's feelings, you know. But uh, maybe it's a little more serious than a ball team that maybe you're without a job and uh, you have no money to pay your bills and you've lost hope. You you become hopeless. Or, Or maybe it's a health issue. You know, and, and you thought there's no hope for you or for a loved one. Uh, but you know what? And I know this because God says we all have an appointment to meet him. And I do know there's this awesome, fantastic reunion we're going to have one day with all those who've gone on before us. And we're just pilgrims passing through looking for that city who's building and, and uh, builder and maker is almighty God. God's got a plan. He genuinely does. And we don't need to be fearful f- about what's going on right now. If, if you listen to the news long enough, you know, you can want to hide under your covers when you go to bed, you know. So something bad don't get you or something or another. But f- there's a lot of fear being sold and peddled out there to to control you. That's just the devil's tactic, you know. And uh, in such times, perhaps, you, you want to take the advice of Job's wife. Remember what she said to Job? Just curse God and die. Just get over with, you know? Just like, I don't think that's good advice myself, you know? So let me challenge you today to lay hold of hope. I'm talking about get in the zone and lay hold of, of hope. Get a hold of hope. Take hold of hope. It is holdable. You can take hold of it and... He says, faith is a substance of things hoped for. And faith causes all things to become possible. They genuinely do, you know. And uh, being overcome with feelings of senselessness and purposelessness. Can you imagine how that feels? And just to be overcome by despair? Is that what we're shooting for, you know? The, The lack of hope will destroy our lives but God wants us to have faith. But when you say you got faith, faith is a substance of things hoped for. And and hope is a confident expectation for the future. So in order to have faith, I just gotta expect what God says in his word is true. I expect him to do what he says he's gonna do. That's right. That's what faith is, it's just so simple. I just expect him to be and to do what he says. And we read and study his promises and God shows up in awesome, fantastic ways. Is there anything in your life going on right now that you would like God to work a miracle in? Yes. yes. Raise your hand. And he can do that. And that don't mean that we haven't had difficulties in life, but there's more yet to come in front of us. And we can put our trust in him, and every horrible, terrible, bad thing, he can turn it around and work it together for good. He can he can, in ways that you never, ever dreamed or imagined before. So... I'd like us to read here 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3.
0: Blessed... This is, is this in the Amplified Bible, maybe? Maybe. Blessed, gratefully praised, and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant and boundless mercy has called us to be born again.
1: He has caused us to be born again. Father God, by sending Jesus has caused us to be born again. Which means when a man, a woman, a boy, or a girl accepts Jesus into their life, their sins are removed, washed away. Their names are written in Jesus' book of life. And we are just go ahead of others and, and we'll welcome them in, you know, when they get there. This is a fantastic, wonderful thing. God never intended for us to live here forever and ever and ever and become like nine hundred nine thousand years old he never planned on that ever that was not part of his his plan or his purpose but it says uh... <laughs> he calls us to be born again that is to be reformed we were born physically of our mom but being born from above being born of the spirit the holy spirit moves in you now and your sins are washed away you're, you're a new creation a new creature It says that is to be reborn from above, spiritually transformed. You've seen Transformers, right? You know, you've seen Clark Kent years ago going to a telephone booth, right? And he comes out as Superman, you know? And uh, I reckon that was some of the first transformations that we saw in some of the cartoons or the movies and things like that. But it says here, spiritually transformed. God renewed. And he set apart us for his purpose. God's got a plan for every man, woman, boy, and girl in this place. And you may be caught up in other stuff and just kind of feel like you're just biding your time or wasting your time or just sitting around doing nothing. But God's got a purpose for every one of you. Every one of you. And I'm not talking about some little dilly dally I'm talking about something that's extremely significant, that makes a difference. That you go like, I love this. I can't wait to get up in the morning because God's got a plan for my life and that's just the truth of it. Spiritually transformed renewed and set apart for his purpose to an ever living hope. Ever living. Ever lasting. Like eternal. Like, like heaven is, is everlasting and is eternal and he says his purpose for us is to, to an ever living hope And confident assurance. A confident assurance. I'm confident that God does everything he promises. And confident expectations. He's talking about here. To an ever living hope. To an ever living hope. Confident expectation. Confident assurance. This is what God has in store for us. This is his purpose. And then he goes on to say here. His purpose is for us to have his ever living hope. And confident assurance through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Because Jesus rose from the dead, I have a living hope. And I'm right now, I'm, I'm in the, the hope zone. And we can live in the hope zone. And if this is a hope zone, if the devil can't push you out of it. But, but you can walk out and say, well, I don't believe this, and I don't believe that, and you don't obey God no more, and you do things that you know you ought not to do, and you think, well, everybody does this, this ain't, you know, and you have that right. But I choose to live in the hope zone where we can expect God to do and be everything that he's promised, and He's also promises that we can know that all things, no matter what they are, he works them together for good. Because we love him and are called to work for his purpose. God has eternity for us. And, and, and the, we're just beginning to be honest with you. And the best is truly yet to come. So let me see here. What was that saying? I, I read? Okay. So let's read Romans chapter 10 verse 9.
0: Because if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord.
1: If, if you acknowledge you accept and you acknowledge it with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. If, if you acknowledge that and you, you, you confess it out loud, you know, that Jesus is Lord, what does he say?
0: Recognizing his power, authority and majesty as God.
1: Wow. Recognizing his power. <laughs> I, I, I acknowledge this, that he is Lord he has power and authority and majesty, you know. And, and believe in your heart that God did what? Raised him from raised. The dead. What's that talking about? The resurrection. Resurrection from the dead. And you believe that in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, that's, that's the deal. A lot of people have done some pretty intense and pretty serious things in their life. And they don't believe that God could possibly forgive them. But Jesus rose from the dead. Why did he rise from the dead? Because he died on a cross. For one reason. To pay for your sins. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He paid in full for your sins. Whatever you've ever done, he's paid for it. He paid for it. And then he rose from the dead. and, And then he welcomes you to follow his example one day. Some of us will be really, really old or whatever, but he has already made a way Where there seemed to be no way to get to heaven, he's made a way. For every man, woman, boy, and girl to get to heaven, he's made a way. And
0: believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved.
1: And that's talking about you'll be forgiven. Forgiven. Every sin has been washed away. There's no bad stripes or there's no bad marks against you. And your name is written. God does have a book. Jesus has a book. And men and women who are born again, who they confess with their mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and they believe that God raised Him from the dead. And, and, and when you believe that, your name goes in the book. Jesus' book. That's just what he tells us in his word.
0: Verse 10. For with the heart, a person believes in Christ as so, Savior.
1: with the heart, that's, That's really where it starts is, with the heart, a person believes. I I, I believe in Christ Jesus. I believe he did what he promised he was going to do. I I believe what he's told us he's done. I believe it. So with the heart, a person believes in Christ as a Savior, as our Savior.
0: Resulting in his justification. You, You understand
1: justification? It's a long word. Are they answering? I can't hear anything. Yes or no would be fine. You understand it? So if I come out there and ask you to explain it, you can do so. Let me tell you, justification comes from the word justified. Okay? Let me explain it really simple. You'll never forget it. Justified means when it comes to these things with God and all, I've been justified by what Christ said. It's just as if I never sinned. That's what justification is. It's just like I never sinned. God ain't mad at me. He ain't got no bad stripes against me. I'm, I'm squeaky clean. I'm innocent before Almighty God because what Christ has done, I've been justified. I've experienced justification. What he has done in my life it's like I never sinned. Now how would that be? The devil wants to bring up guilt. He wants to make you think about things that you did once upon a time. And if you hadn't done that, all these other things would happen. You know, that's, that's just the way the devil plays. He wants to get us full of shame and guilt. He wants to try to make our life miserable. And he wants us to become hopeless. have no expectation for the future. The devil's a liar. But Here, where's that verse at again?
0: For with the heart a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification.
1: It, it re- when you believe in your heart that, that Christ is your Savior and he's done, he paid just as if you never sinned. Is that something? Mm-hmm. Just as if I'd never sinned, you paid my debt. There's no record of a debt that I owe That's or good sin news. that I've ever committed. That is good news. That is, that's awesome news. Mm-hmm. That's worth telling somebody else about who's struggling with guilt and condemnation and, and things like that. It's like the devil tries to, well, something here bad happened because of your sins. It's like, you know what? My sins are washed away. It's just as if I had never sinned. And that's what God does to us when we believe in Him with our heart. So let's just go through that and continue moving on. or Yeah.
0: For the heart, with the heart, a person believes in Christ as Savior, resulting in his justification. That is being made righteous,
1: being freed from righteous. the guilt. Righteous. You know what righteous means, right? Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. It means you're right with God. You're not wrong with Him. God's not upset with you about anything you did or you didn't do but because of what Christ has done. We're right with Him. We're right. Think about it. Is that awesome or what? That you're right? You're Mm -hmm. right with God? I'm right with the almighty God. We're okay. He's not mad at me. Mm -hmm. And and there are some people who feel like God's mad at them, And he is not mad at you. That's just the truth of it.
0: Being freed from the guilt of sin. And made acceptable to God.
1: By being forgiven. And. By being cleansed of all of our sins.
0: And with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation.
1: With the mouth confession is made, and with the heart you believe, and what you believe you confess, Mm -hmm. that Jesus Christ is Lord, and that you receive him into your life, and he died, but he rose from the dead. That resurrection is key to it all you got to believe in the resurrection. That is awesome. That is wonderful. That resurrection power that he has forgiven us. And and, and yet the best is yet to come. This is awesome. This is fantastic. This is wonderful. Romans chapter 15 verse 13
0: (laughs) says, I pray that God, the source of hope,
1: will fill you completely. What does that mean? God is the source of hope. And that's where... Our expectation is that in, in hope, God is the source of hope. Have you ever seen the source of a river? Where do you find the source of a river? Follow it back to the beginning. You keep following back and back and back and you get up into a mountain somewhere and you'll find a little spring. And the old mountain folks, that they would clean that out and that's where they'd get their the water that they would drink and all. So that spring flows downhill, gets a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. There's another spring, another spring somewhere. And before you know it, you've got a river down there, but the source of that river was from the spring. But God is a source of hope. You mean that the thing that enables me to expect and and see God work in my life, no matter what's going on in my life, God is behind the whole thing. He's the source of it all. What he requires of us, he also provides. What he requires. Uh, Let's look at that verse one more time.
0: I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely.
1: Wait a minute. He will fill us completely? Yep. He will fill us completely? What percentage is completely?
0: 100%. 100%.
1: He will fill us completely
0: with joy. With joy. That's awesome.
1: Joy. Do you have
0: joy? Yes.
1: Even in difficult times? Yes. This word joy. This. He will fill us completely. God, who is the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy, which is delight. He'll fill you completely with delight, with, with pleasure, with enjoyment, because of what he says here, ecstasy, elation, gladness. He will fill you completely with with all this joy, and, and it's not happiness. Happiness is all based upon what happens. But he will fill you completely with joy, is what he says right here,
0: and peace, because you trust in him.
1: And he will fill you. Completely. You know, I, I, was, I was gonna make a, a mess here, but since Suzanne was already hoping I wouldn't make a mess because she cleans it all up for me, I'm not gonna make a mess. But I'll just tell you what I was gonna do. Okay? She
0: was excited about the mess last night. She was. She was. She was just like, yes. Yeah? Yeah, because that means more people here when there's a mess. But you're you're good at making messes just all on your own.
1: Well, I'm not gonna make a big mess. I just wouldn't want to disappoint Suzanne.
0: Those are cool. What are those?
1: (laughs) That's you, and that's me. Oh, gotcha. And what happens when you are filled completely? You overflow. Uh, are you overflowing? Yes. yes. Because God is the one. By Holy Spirit, He fills us up. He does it even when we're empty and we are almost in despair and we're dry and we're crying and we don't know what to do. He fills us up. What's that next word? Completely, Completely. Completely 100% with joy, with, with, with delight. And and what else? Peace, because peace. you trust
0: in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope.
1: And then you'll overflow. You're not overflowing, dear. You're that was me up there. But well, see, God is not limited to just a little old bottle like that, is He? Not at all. God bless you, Suzanne.
0: <laughs>
1: <coughs> That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for releasing me.
0: You might want to move your uh, thing there. It's going to. There you go.
1: I'm safe over here. In the hope zone. In the hope zone. But I'm going to be honest with you. You can get out of the hope zone. Yes, you can. You can complain and gripe. When you praise and you worship the Almighty God, when you hear His word and you act upon it and you live for Him, but you can go negative. And you can live out here, and it's just like, oh. But you can come over here, and, and you can live in the, the hope zone, a confident expectation for the future. It ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over. One day as we stand before the almighty God, and he comes up and says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And I know my dad's going to come up to me and shake my hand, and, and he's going to say, welcome. Let me show you around the place. You know what I'm saying? It's just like God has so much yet in store for us. That's just the truth of it. I said, where are we here at, dear?
0: Um, Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit.
1: Through the power. God's not giving you a spirit of fear. Where does fear come from?
0: Satan, the devil.
1: God has not given you a spirit of fear, but he has given you a spirit of power Mm -hmm. and love. And faith worketh by love, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. He's given you a spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. And isn't the devil always trying to steal our soundness of mind Mm -hmm. and leaving us with worry and anxiety and concerns and fears and all that kind of stuff? He's a liar. Mm -hmm. He is, but God gives us hope. I'm talking about the best is yet to come. I'm telling you, the best is yet to come. From a father, almighty God, whose son died for you and for me. The best was yet to come, and he rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. And now we rise from the dead, too. And I have this great expectation of what God has in store for us all, but he's got a little bit more work for us to do while we're here to touch other people's lives. That's just the truth of it.
0: You know, the thing that that really... At least in my own life that I notice gets me out of the hope zone. It's what I'm thinking. You know, what I'm thinking. It's either what I'm hearing and then I start dwelling on it. You know, negative thoughts, you know. Or just the negative thoughts that just the enemy of our soul. Those fiery darts that he throws at me.
1: So you're listening to these negative thoughts or you're watching something. <laughs> yep. Or reading something. That's just negative, negative, negative. And I, I, I see this. It yeah. happens. I, get dis-
0: I can let, if I let it continue,
1: get discouraged. And she's not, and none of us would be expecting something good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But he says faith is the substance of things hoped for or confident expectation. Faith is the substance of things expected. And the devil tries to steal our. Confident expectation for the future and just looking backwards or listening to the news or how bad the world is getting, you know. And I'm sure I could get a lot of amens. The world's getting pretty bad, ain't it? Yes. yes. Oh, man. I mean, we need God to work a miracle in our nation, don't we? Yes. yes. I can just keep on building on that and talking about all the horrible things and the evil things, and all Was like, you know what? God's in control. And he said, we can pray about things, and I know you're praying about it, and I'm praying about it, and I cannot sit down and spend hours just watching and reading negative stuff that our whole media world, including those who have a different view than I do, they're calling it fake news. It's like, why would I want to listen to something that's fake? Right.
0: And I think, too, you know, as we were watching the thing about David last night.
1: That was awesome, wasn't it? It was awesome. This is not fake news. Oh, you continue on. This is good news. This is true news. Go right. ahead.
0: You know, I was just thinking about the giant, you know, that David faced. And and he he didn't back down. You know, he did not back down. And he went in the power of God. And he did. You know, and I... Cause I mean, the enemy would try to get us to think that the, the evil of this world is going to conquer us. You know, that it's this big giant that's going to conquer us. But we don't have to listen to that. Greater is Christ who is in us yes. than the devil that's in this world.
1: That's the truth of it.
0: And I love this, the, the, the song we were singing tonight about um, I'm going to see a victory. There's power in yes. the mighty name of Jesus. Every war God wages, he will
1: win. Yes, he will.
0: And I'm not backing down from any giant because I know how the story ends. That's a powerful, we powerful, we That's win. That's right. We win. That's
1: we the win. truth of it. Absolute, Absolutely. And, and I want to say in the zone of hope, Yep. the, the devil wants us to have bad thoughts. And, and God's word tells us that he will change our thinking, our stinking thinking. It will allow him to change it. In Romans, it tells us that. And and you know what? The devil would try to get us with some stinking thinking, so we'll have some thinking words coming out of our mouth. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: And you can say, as, as Jesus is the one who said, you can speak into that mountain, that mountain of fear and, and anxiety and, and all that stuff. But Jesus said, you can speak into that mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it shall be. <coughs> That's, that's what he tells us he's not joking with us but that's a man or a woman who's full of the word who's speaking the words of God the bible says we're snared by the words of our mouth yep, that's right if, if you're always going oh this is getting bad I'm going to probably lose my job my, my marriage is going to probably fall apart you know, I'm going to get this and that and, and, and you create we are created in the image of God God's the only one who has the ability to speak the animals can't speak we're created in the very image of God. And He tells us over and over and over, life and death is in the power of our tongue. Right. And we have great expectations. We have hope and we can live in the zone of hope if we want to. Yeah. Or you can just wander over here in the darkness and just roll with the punches that come. And then we're
0: not overflowing with confident hope. Enough. We can be overflowing with negative That's right. You want to
1: bring it up here so you can see a little bit better?
0: <laughs> You've already splashed me today, right? Oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Just because I was watering the dogs and you got in the way. <laughs> okay, but we have fun. We actually do. Where are we at here?
0: Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 16 said, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father who loved us and by His grace...
1: Grace is...
0: God's enabling power.
1: Remember this is the best biblical definition I have ever seen or come up with. And all comparing it, grace is God's enabling power. We're saved by grace, by God's enabling power. We are who we are by his grace, God's enabling power. He tells us, study it, pursue it, you know, and, and get a hold of it and let it get a hold of you. Who,
0: who loved us by his grace, gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful home. Hope. Oh, hope. <laughs> I, lo- I like the wonderful home too. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that and, home and, in and heaven. that is
1: a wonderful place. <laughs> For the streets are made out of solid gold. You're exactly right.
0: Gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful hope. May he comfort a wonderful you. wonderful hope. May he comfort He's you.
1: He's given us a wonderful hope. you mm-hmm. Hang on to that. He's given us a wonderful hope. He's given us a wonderful hope. And we can live in the hope zone. You know, and this is where I, I just expect. God to do everything he said. Mm-hmm. I expect that. I expect what we pray for is going to happen. I expect that because he said so. All the answering and all the mountains moving, that's his business. He just told us to believe him. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, expected. And listen, you know, I'm just telling you, things are not always the way they seem to be. That's right. mm-hmm. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, and, and we'll make it happen, I have a story to share with you, but it looks like at the rate we're going, I probably won't get to that story for a several weeks or so, <laughs> but remind me to tell you the story before we quit tonight, okay? Okay, yeah. You'll do that too, right? Yeah. Okay, all right.
0: So Gave we, us eternal comfort and a wonderful hope. May he comfort you and strengthen you in every good thing you do and say.
1: Wow. Take hold of it. hope. Take hold of it now. You know, I choose. I choose to be in the hope zone. I I didn't get here accidentally. I chose to to be in the hope zone. To have a confident expectation for tomorrow. I have a confident expectation for tonight. And so can you. It's a choice that we will make to live in the hope zone. I, I don't have to get out of it. I'm just going to get out of it for a moment so I can finish teaching. But I'll come back over here and live in it, okay? Just so as you know that. Okay. 1
0: Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be Godly.
1: Godly. You know what godly means? Godlike. Mm-hmm. Train yourself to be godlike. To expect. You expect what God says. I mean, to be Christ like, that's what Christian means, Christ-like. Christ like. To be Christ like means you think like Christ and you act like Christ. Right. To be godlike is to be like Papa God, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and godly.
0: Train. You train, say something about training yourself? Yep. Train yourself to be godly.
1: Train yourself to be godly. And I'm not going to do it, but if I was to slap my wife on the face, what does godliness tell us to do? I need to turn the other one. Turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. It's what it says. And you go, well, I don't like that. Well, then just continue living out here. And you're not in the hope zone. Because... You know, uh, people who don't live in a hope zone, they don't tithe. Yeah, I'm talking about that. I would not go one day without tithing personally. Because God tells us in his word that if I do what he says, he will rebuke the devil, the devourer. And he says if I do what he says, he would open up the windows of heaven and pour out more blessings than I could possibly ever have room to use. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, the men and the women who don't tithe, they may be blessed, but not as much as God wanted to bless them. So you say, wait a minute, because there's expectation. What are you expecting? What are you expecting? Well, when I give someone who's homeless something, I give them a gift, or if I give a local church that I'm part of, I give them a tithe, well, I'm not going to have as much as I should. That's what you're expecting. That's a lie from the pits of hell. God has already given you the promises. He's giving you the promises and he tells us to expect, to have hope. And the men and the women who we know in our own selves, when we obey God in whatever area it is, God comes through and he blesses and he fulfills every promise that he's ever said. Now, where are we at?
0: Verse 8 in 1 Timothy 4 says, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better promising benefits in this life and in the life to come.
1: So, if you go to the gym physically, that's good. But if you go to the gym and you go to a church and you read your Bible and you pray and faith comes by hearing, faith comes by hearing, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The way you get the hope, the confident expectation it's by hearing what the Bible says because it produces faith. And faith does a substance of things that is hoped for. God's word produces faith. And if we can spend tons of hours on television and movies and surfing, the internet, and I don't produce no faith at all. It produces a lot of unsatisfiedness. It produces a lot of doubt and greed and lust and, and covetousness and all those kinds of things. Anyhow...
0: Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come.
1: So if your training is for godliness, you are benefited here when you become more godlike. You are benefited here in this world, and you are benefited in the world to come. And, and, and don't, don't let the thing about tithing, that, that wasn't anything I didn't plan on saying. Yeah, it's, it's not just, in your notes. I know. <laughs> But the thing is, whatever it is that God tells us in his word, we cling to that. And and I'm not batting. What's a positive number for batting? I'm not a baseball player. So. 300. 300? Is that as good as you can get? No, it means you fail seven out of ten times, but it's it gets you in the Hall of Fame. What, what's the best possible? A thousand. A I'm not batting a thousand, but I'm shooting for it. Amen. I, I want to do better. I want to read. I want to act upon. I want to pray. I want God to work in me and, and through me. I, that's what I want. Okay. I, I want us as a team, as a church team, to win men and women, boys and girls, lots of them to Christ before this whole world ends. And it could end, you know, just the way it's going. But that's okay. That's God's business. Our business. The Bible says we all have an appointment. Did you know that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all have an appointment, and my appointment, I'm I'm delighted to be there, but I want to finish what he wanted me to do, that's what I I want to do, I I want to bat a thousand, is that the best one? I want to bat a thousand for the almighty God, I want to learn more and more and more about his ways, and doing things his way, and him using us and as a, a church to fulfill what he's called us to do. Okay. This is a trustworthy
0: saying, and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard and continue to struggle, for our hope is in the living God. What kind of God? The living Living God. God.
1: You know, I'll tell you something. If you was to raise this screen up here, there ain't no picture of somebody hanging on it. Mm -hmm. Because he's alive. Jesus rose from the dead, the devil would try to get us to think what people have tried to be declaring who are not Christians. God is dead. God is dead. God is dead. And they would have you to picture him on a cross or him in a tomb somewhere. And, and, and our loved ones who have gone on, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's, that's what he says. And he is alive. He is alive. When we pray, we pray to a living God. That's right. And he sent Holy Spirit to empower us and to remind us. He brings back things to our heart and our mind. And God wants to do something spectacular in your life. He created you for that purpose. That's just the truth of it. Now, where are you at, dear?
0: We were right here.
1: Okay. There's an old song. I don't know if you know it or not. I'll read you the verses, the words to... A little bit of it. He goes My hope. My hope is built. Then Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly trust in Jesus' name on Christ's solid. Rock I stand, all All other ground is sinking sand, all other
0: ground
1: is sinking sand. When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace, in every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the
0: veil His... You want to sing this chorus again? <laughs> On
1: Christ the solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is sinking sand Let's do another one His oath is covenant, His blood Support me in the whelming flood When all around my soul gives way He then is all my hope and stay The course On Christ solid rock I stand All other ground is sinking sand All other ground is
0: sinking sand There's, There's just one, one more verse We may as well do it when he, he shall
1: come, come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, fogless to stand before the throne. On Christ's solid rock I stand, all other ground is
0: sinking sand,
1: all other ground. expect God to do what he's promised. I wanted to invite them all up to see. I know, (laughs) but they would probably push us off on the floor. No, they've got the real hope. And it's not based upon a a, a, a nice little rug. But this gives us the picture that we make a decision to to get on this, get in this uh, zone, the hope zone. Let me see here. Okay.
0: Down. Back to verse 10, it says, This is why we work hard and continue to struggle, for our hope is in the living God. Verse 11, teach these things and insist that everyone learn them. Don't let anyone think less of you because you're young. Be an example. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and purity. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to did, the church.
1: Can you imagine that? Focus on reading the scriptures. Mm. And we have so much of the scriptures. You know, I mean, I've got dozens and dozens of Bibles right here. And I can access dozens more. And if all we did is get together and just read the scripture in the church, our faith would grow and our faith would build. And we would get closer to the almighty God. And we would understand his ways and the lessons he's talking To us about.
0: Focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them.
1: Hope. I want you to say this with me. Hope connects to the future. Hope Hope connects connects to to the the future. future. Okay. Memories connect to the past. Memories Memories
0: connect connect to to the the past.
1: And it's okay to think about things that God has done in our life. And all that's okay. But as far as the future goes, hope is what connects to the future because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is a confident expectation for the future. Confident hope is a confident expectation for the future. How God's using everything behind me uh, for good somehow some way. He does that. That's just the way it is, and you know what? Wow, look at all the
0: pages I got here. That's a lot. Do you want to go, go to the story?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a good thing I stopped studying today.
0: <laughs> we could do an all-nighter.
1: Uh, I've only got 20 pages, and we've been through five. Okay. Ruby Hamilton, a businesswoman in her 50s, was stunned at the loss of her husband of 32 years in a car accident. Her anger and disappointment went deeper than a more typical expression of grief, though. She had become a follower of Christ in her late 20s, but her husband didn't share her newfound interest in spiritual things. Nonetheless, she had set about praying for him feverishly and unceasingly that he would come to know the Lord. And one day when she was praying, she felt a wave of peace wash over her and that still small voice assuring her that her husband would be okay. She eagerly awaited the day when her husband would surrender his life to Jesus. And now this. What do you do when faith doesn't make sense? When God doesn't seem to be answering or opening doors or or being found? Ruby Hamilton stopped living for God. Roger Simmons was hitchhiking His way home, he would never forget the date. It was May the seventh. His heavy suitcase was making him tired, and he was anxious to take off that army uniform once and for all. Flashing his thumb to oncoming cars hitchhiking, he lost he lost hope when he saw that it was a black, sleek new Cadillac. To this surprise, the car stopped. To his surprise, the car stopped. The passenger door swung open. He ran toward the car, tossed the suitcase in the back seat, and thanked the handsome, well-dressed man as he slid into the front seat. Going home for keeps? I sure am. Well, you're in luck if you're going toward Chicago. Well, not quite that far. Do you live in Chicago? I have a business. The the man driving the car says, Oh, I have a business there, the driver said. My name is Hamilton. They chatted for a while, and then Roger, a Christian, felt a compulsion to share his faith with this 50-ish, apparently successful businessman. But he kept putting it off till he realized that he was now just 30 minutes from his home. It was now or never, Mr. Hamilton, I'd like to talk to you about something very important. And then he simply told Mr. Hamilton about the plan of salvation. And ultimately asked him if he would like to receive Jesus as his Savior and Lord. The Cadillac poured over to the side of the road, and Roger expected that he was about to get thrown out of the car. But instead, the businessman bowed his head and received Christ as his Savior and then thanked Roger. This is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me, the businessman said. Five years went by. Roger, married, had a couple of kids, and a business of his own. Packing his suitcase for a trip to Chicago, he found a small white business card that had been given to him by Hamilton five years previous. In Chicago, he looked up Hamilton Enterprises. The receptionist told him that it was impossible to see Mr. Hamilton, but He could see Mrs. Hamilton if he liked. A little confused, he was ushered into a beautiful office where he found himself facing a keen-eyed woman in her 50s. She extended her hand. You knew my husband? Roger told her about how Hamilton had picked him up while he was hitchhiking home after the war. Can you tell me what day that was? Sure, it was May the 7th, five years ago, the day I was discharged from the army. Anything special about that day, she asked. And he hesitated, not knowing if he should mention how he had shared the message of Jesus with her husband. Mrs. Hamilton, I explained the gospel to your husband that day. And he pulled over to the side of the road and he wept against his steering wheel. He gave his life to Christ that day. Explosive sobs shook her body. Finally getting a grip of herself, she sobbed. I had prayed for my husband's salvation for years and I believed that God would save him. Well, where's your husband now? Ruby, he's dead. He was in a car crash after he let you out of his car. He never got home. You see, I thought God had not kept his promise. I stopped living for God five years ago. Because I thought God had not kept his promise. It is safe to expect God to do everything He said. It is safe to trust Him even when we don't understand it. The scripture says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct our path. God is trustworthy. He is faithful. And you can count on Him even when you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Faith. Faith is the substance of things expected. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is a confident expectation for the future. You mean that God can turn things around and work them together for good? Yes. yes, mm-hmm. yes. And, and and we're probably never going to get a lot of it figured out until we see Him face to face one day. Mm-hmm. He comforts us in awesome, awesome ways and we'll tell you about that next week about the comfort that God gives to all of us when we have losses God's on the move right now genuinely he's on the move in our life, in your life in our church, God is on the move he's looking for men and women who are just like you know what I think it's best just to hang out over here in the hope zone. I hope. I have living hope. And my, It's not a secular hope. You know what a secular hope is? Well, I hope everything goes okay. And there's like 50% positive and 50% negative. Yeah. It's like, well, I, I hope you make good on that test tomorrow. But, but there's a lot of doubt in that. But it's like, no. A confident expectation. I'm just going to live for God. Leave the rest of it up to him. It leaves it up to him I I am not God I I wouldn't do a good job of being God but I can hear what he says and I can believe him I can trust him and then we're going to spend eternity together that's just the truth of it we shall spend eternity together but I want to live in the hope zone it's my choice when I wake up in the morning and the First thing I do, whether I do it solidly or I do it so much, I wake up my wife, you know, it's just like my little bracelet, it just says all in. and That's what I do when I wake up in the morning. Oh, Papa God. I'm all in today. I'm all in. Whether I understand it all or not, I'm all in. Just to do things your way. Just to trust you, almighty God. I'm all in, body, soul, and spirit. I'm all in for you. And then I acknowledge that your kingdom has come. And then I acknowledge that your will is being done in the lives of the men and women who's in this church building right now and watching us. I acknowledge that his kingdom has come and his will is being done in you guys. On this earth, his will is being done in you and his blessings are being poured out upon you. His Holy Spirit has been poured out upon you on this earth right now today as his will is being done in heaven. That's what the scripture says. It's not like, well, Lord, may your will be done one day. He says his kingdom's already come. His kingdom is in our midst. It's with us right now. That's what he says. But well, we have so much more to share with you along this living in the, the hope zone. And my, my, my hope is built on nothing less than, than what?
0: Jesus Christ and righteousness.
1: Then on Jesus. It's built on him. He's a solid rock. And he's faithful and it's like, Wow. If you never had a good night's sleep before, I'm telling you you can have a good night's sleep tonight. I'm telling you you can. And it might be a short night's sleep, but you it, that little one that you have can be a good one. God is reliable. Because about the time I get it figured out, well this is true, but that wasn't true, this is a, this when you and then one day, something like that happens, and you go, you're in control all the time. Mm-hmm. It's best if I just follow you instead of trying to take the steering wheel out of your hand, God.
0: Because
1: yeah. I don't think I would do so good of being God. But, but we can all do good. It's like, okay, oh, I'm going I'm to I'm live the rest of my life in the hope zone. That's where I want to be a living, and the Bible says this we'll talk about it another time the living hope, a living hope not a maybe I will, maybe I won't but a, a living hope a confident expectation the best is yet to come well haven't you been watching the news and reading the paper well as a matter of fact no I haven't <laughs> but I have been reading my Bible and I read about people who lived when the Romans had taken over and people we're being brutalized and horrible things is going on. And, and you read history, it's like, there's always been something crazy going on. Always. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's been very little peace in this world. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I do know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that God is trustworthy. Yes. Right. Amen. And yes. He is faithful. Yes. Yes, sir. And you can expect that the best is yet to come. And you can expect that God can take heartaches and broken pieces, ruined lives. That's why he gave his life on Calvary. And he can put all of them broken pieces back together in an amazing, awesome kind of a way that you and I could never imagine. He's awesome. We should sing that song sometime. That's a good song. Let's sing it next week. I'm just a little bit over my time limit, and I didn't use 15 of these pages.
0: (laughs) Do you think we can remember what we said? Because it wasn't on here.
1: (laughs) I have no doubt we can't. (laughs) But I do know what we say, because I wrote all the scriptures down. I do know Mm -hmm. if we only read the scriptures tomorrow and the next day, God's word will produce faith in us all. It will. Would you bow your heads with me? Mm -hmm and let's just reaffirm our faith in Christ those who are in this room and f- those who are watching online <laughs> would you renew your faith in Christ <laughs> and if you've never f- prayed such a prayer so I'm not renewing it because I never had any but would you declare your faith in Christ just by joining us right now as we pray Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. I believe that you love me
0: I believe that you love me.
1: And your plans for me are good.
0: And your plans for me are good.
1: And they're not evil.
0: And they're not evil.
1: To give me hope. To give me hope. And a future. And a future. I believe that Jesus gave his life.
0: I believe that Jesus gave his life.
1: And he shed his blood.
0: And he shed his
1: blood. To wash all of our sins away.
0: To wash all of our sins away.
1: And I believe that Jesus rose from the dead.
0: And I believe that Jesus rose from the dead.
1: And he's knocking at the door of my heart.
0: And he's knocking at the door of my heart.
1: And I open wide that door right now.
0: And I open wide that door right now.
1: And I receive Jesus into my life.
0: And I receive Jesus into my life.
1: In every area of my life. In every area
0: of my life.
1: In In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.